0: Well, good morning, and happy Father's Day. I call, well, thank you. So, I want to invite us to read chapter 19 of First Kings. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then Elijah was afraid. He got up and fled for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. Now, Beersheba is as far south as you can go in the land of Judah which is in the southern kingdom. Elijah, Ahab, Jezebel were in the northern kingdom of Israel. He's gone as far as he can go to get away from Ahab and Jezebel and still be in the land of his God. Can't go any further. So he leaves his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, get up and eat. He looked and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food for forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Mount Horeb is Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And some translations would not say came to a cave, but came to the cave. Keep that in mind. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him and said, "'What are you doing here, Elijah?' He answered, "'I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left. They are seeking my life to take it away.' Then the Lord said to him, "'Go.'" Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel as king over Aram. May God bless the reading of the word. Quite a journey for Elijah. Quite a journey indeed. You know, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, is down in the wilderness, the Sinai wilderness. And that's where he finds God, hears God, experiences God. It's the same mountain that Moses climbed and spent 40 days in the cleft of a rock in a cave. It's there that he experienced the presence of God and wrapped his face in a mantle to not see the glory of God. It's there at Mount Sinai that the Israelites received the covenant of God. They received the law and it's there that they also broke the covenant and they worshipped idols. Elijah is in a familiar place for a familiar reason in the history of the Israelites. He finds himself running away afraid for his life Hiding in a cave with all the anxieties and darkness, all of his concerns and fears, and with all of the history of the Israelites, of his history, of his tradition, of his faith. You know, I was leaving conference on Wednesday and I got a text from our friend Woods and Woods invited us to go join he and several of our friends for lunch I never can't remember the name of this place, but Kristen was there. It was called the, the Capital Oyster Bar. Has anyone been to the Capital Oyster Bar? Well, it's on the banks of the Alabama River. I have no idea where I was in relation to downtown Montgomery. No clue. But I know I was at this place. And so here, here's, here's what happens. After conference, we get this text. And Leanne and I make our way over. We, we pull it up, of course, on our phones and get directions. And we make our way there. And when I step out of the car, it's 108 degrees. And it's about 65 in the car. My glasses fog, fog up immediately. And I'm standing on a gravel parking lot. Can't see a thing. But I feel all this heat. You know the heat, the humid heat. That It just feels like a weight that just falls on you. That's what it was. So we we make our way. I had no idea where we were going, what it was like, and I'd never seen it before, never even heard of it. And so we walk up, and this place is not nice. It's an oyster bar. And it looked amazing. It looked old. It looked run down. And I thought, well, let's give it a shot. We walk into this dark room and and I feel that cool air just hit me in that dark room and I thought, well, this is going to be good. Got air conditioning, that's a good start. And I'm looking around the room and I don't see anybody that I know. We keep making our way through this room and there I see out through the windows, there's our table of about 15 or 20 clergy people outside. (laughs) Under this tin roof. And I'm thinking, really? So we make our way out, and I, wake, I make my way outside, and the first person I see is Bishop David Graves. Our bishop sitting with his wife, and there's one seat next to him. And I, I look for other seats. <laughs> the object, my object in, 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 the, in the appointing system is to stay off of the bishop's radar. So I'm looking around and I see two more seats on the far end, and I chose the wiser of the two seats. I was on the far end. So we make our way down there and we sit down. And I noticed as soon as I sat down, there's this huge, like industrial-sized fan blower, and it's just blowing like right at my back in the back of my head. Feels great, but I can't hear a thing. Everybody's talking, and all I can hear is the roar of this fan. That's all I heard the whole time. When they came to ask me what I, I had to ask two or three times, what do you, what do, you, what do they want? I ordered some really good shrimp and something else. Shrimp was really good. Had one oyster in it. It was a little overcooked. Other than that, it was great. So there I am sitting. I'm finished my food and I'm sitting at the end of this table and I'm looking out straight across down the table and there before me is the Alabama River with this green hue and it's just easing by and there's the light sparkling off the water and I found myself in a cave. I have no idea what the conversations were about at that table. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. But I could feel that wind blowing against my back and I could hear the roar of that wind and I could see from from the outside of that darkness of that tin roof to the bright light outside and I could just sit and I could think about all the things that we have been through over the past few days. I could sit in my own little cave, in my own little quiet space and place, and I could hear that thin silence asking, what are you doing, Sterling? All the fears and anxieties of that week of conference began to melt away. because in that cave, the cave that I retreat to, I could reflect, I could recall all the things that we have done just in the past few days. A baptism with a singing baby, it was amazing. A wonderful day of worship in both of our services. And on, on Monday, we got to celebrate the life of someone we love and have lost. What a beautiful moment to see the, to see the congregation, to see this family just gather around and hold one another, just to experience God's Spirit in the middle of grief and to be able to hold each other up. That's amazing. What are you doing? I just want to see God. Monday night the conference gathered with Bishop Lawson Bryan and it was a beautiful service I'm sorry that was Sunday night Monday was the ordination service as high as it gets in the Methodist Church if you've never been to one watch one online they're beautiful they're powerful they're big what are you doing I just want a ringside seat to see what God's doing men and women being ordained and commissioned to be met this clergy it's a beautiful moment tuesday the church gathers to have this conversation this conference and yeah there were some hard moments and some heavy times but in the end the church worked it out because i believe god was there the spirit of god was there resting on the church And on Wednesday, when you hear about all of the professions of faith coming into the church and our conference, and I get to celebrate that we had 27 new members in our church? Just in a matter of months? What are you doing? I just want to experience God. God. Wednesday, to be stirred awake, to be touched by an angel, to say, Take nourishment because your work is not done. Go out. Go back out in the wilderness. Go on your way. Follow me, says God. And Jesus says follow me because the kingdom of God has come near what are you doing Sterling I just want to witness the kingdom of God that has come near here in and through Ashland Place in and through our little corner of the world of Mobile Alabama To see the difference that we're making, that you are making, that God is making through you. Yeah, you make it easy to be appointed here. And I'm excited to continue to see what God is doing with you and with us. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you afraid of? What are you anxious about? What are you running from? What are you hiding from? Listen in the quiet. And hear that thin, still voice call you. Challenge you. What are you doing? What are you doing? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.